We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. New England standing QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is sponsored by the Blue Wire Hustle. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for the Blue Wire Network. Joining me tonight is my co-host, former NFL defensive back, CEO of Rise Athletics, Eric Crocker. What's going on, man? Oh, man, you know me just over here, uh, you know, freestyling, you know. Yeah, my can, you be able to say it? that again? I, I I really don't want to put you on the spot, but would you be able to repeat that if if you had to? Nah, I don't remember because yeah. it, it was you know it was straight off the dome, you know. So, I know. So for those of you that have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about, when Eric uh, when Crocker jumped in the uh, jumped in the little uh, website Zencaster that we used to record the pod, he just immediately transitions into this. Sick ass, like thirty second freestyle about like yo yo yo, Mike check rise athletics on the grind, and he just like starts laying it out, and it I'm just like there listening. Seconds. It was like ten yeah. seconds. All right, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll take thirty though. And then I hear Stevie uh, Crocker's wife in the background just go, "Did you just make that shit up?" <laughs> like or something like that, and uh, <laughs> and and it was just it was outstanding, and I, I'm a little you know maybe. We could try to get him to write it down or something and repeat it at some point, but it was really yeah. good. And I'm like, and I was sitting there while he's saying it. And I'm like, oh, cool. Crocker wrote a song for his business, and it wasn't. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, it was completely freestyle. So it was hella funny. 
Yeah, yeah. So have you have you done it? Have you, have you ever done any like rapping or anything, or tried to like write your own music at any nah, point in your life? Um, I just assume, and not even assume. I just I don't have a voice for it, so it wasn't something I've ever been into. I don't know, man. I think you could. You never know, bro. Don't don't hold yourself back, man. If that's something that you feel like you need to do in life to feel to feel fulfilled, then you got to do it, man. Don't hold yourself. Don't hold yourself back. <laughs> But, I mean, I feel like everybody right now knows what I'm about to say or or knows what we're about to talk about. And it's, to me, no matter what we say for the next 30 minutes, please know that I think this whole thing is utterly ridiculous. But we're going to have the conversation anyways. Because it's one of those things, it's like, if you don't talk about it, people are going to be like, why didn't you talk about this? So we got to talk about it. There, Crocker, there's a quarterback out there. Is not very happy right now. What, what's give me? Give us some backstory. What's going on? So Deshaun Watson, <laughs> not very happy with Houston Texans brass. And uh, you know, basically what happened? You know, reported by Adam Schefter. Deshaun Watson. Shout out to the big man. Right. You know he. Whoever the owner is, I don't know the owner's name right now. I, I read it, though. Um, the owner was supposed to include him and include Deshaun Watson in on, you know, their their search for a general manager and a coaching and a um, head coach. And it was supposed to be something where, like, hey, like, you know, I just want to give my input. Like, even if you guys don't choose the guy that, you know, I like or guys that, you know, I like, like, just let like let my voice be heard at least. So, you know, we kind of just go about this as a thing because at the end of the day, when you really think about it, John Watson, he's the franchise quarterback. He's not going anywhere. There can well, be and it a, sounds like that what you were just talking about, the, the kind of being in the process of the head coach and GM hiring, it sounds like that was kind of like agreed upon, right? Like they had right. talked about it. Yeah, well, it sounds like they approached him with it. That, that was kind of how I read it. But um, for whatever reason, they did not do it. And they went and hired a general manager without any of his input or thoughts at all. And I don't think he wanted, again, it wasn't like he wanted to hire the guy. It sounds more like, hey, let me just like kind of be involved. Let me give you my perspective from a player, you know, a, a player's perspective. Um, you know, because all these players, they talk. And, you know, guys know each other around the league. Hey, man, how's this guy? Or, you know, how's this guy as a, as a general manager? How's this guy as, you know, a head coach? You know, you can get a bunch of different players' perspective and come, you know, and, hey, let me just bring that to the owner. You know, hey, this is what players are saying about this guy, and this is, you know, about going about it this way and stuff, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like, just hear me out. Just hear my input. And they didn't. And I think he felt slighted by that. I think he felt some type of way that is like, look, I'm I'm gonna be here. Like I'm the I'm the I'm the long term investment. Like you just paid me a hundred and whatever million dollars. Like I'm here for the long haul. So, you know, if you get a new head coach that only lasts three years, he's gonna be gone. I'm still gonna be here. So like let me have some type of input on this because I'm a very important piece, the most important piece of this entire process. And they they didn't, and I guess he really liked um, Eric Bieniemy as a head coach. I guess that's the one head coach that they didn't. I mean, that's the one coach they didn't even interview or put in a request to interview. 
So he's a little disgruntled by, you know, the way that they're kind of handling business, what it was supposed to be, and it's clearly not that. And he's just not happy with the way, you know, things are kind of going right now. So, you know, he had tweeted out, um, you know, some things never change or, you know, whatever his tweet was. And that definitely was not directed to Nick Casero or, you know, whatever his name is, the the, the guy from uh, the New England Patriots that's now the general manager for the Houston Texans. Like that was directed at ownership. And yeah, so they have a they have an they have a an angry fan, I mean an angry franchise quarterback on their hands right now. Right. And so this anger and and, and really what spurred all this is Pro Football Talk tweeted that and and I think that, that Deshaun Watson's frustrations were kind of advertised before Pro Football Talk tweeted this, which is Mike Florio. Um, tweeted that uh, there are rumblings around the league that Deshaun Watson could request a trade uh, given all of his frustrations. Now, you got to read that tweet, right? you got to understand the wording that he uses in there. It's like a double negative, if you will. There are rumblings. So you're talking about like maybe like less than rumors. There are whispers that Deshaun Watson could, I, I really want to find the exact wording of the tweet, but that's essentially how it was written, was there are rumors that Deshaun Watson could, yeah, there is a growing buzz in league circles that Deshaun Watson could ask to be traded, and his new contract doesn't make that as difficult as you'd think. So you got to take that for what it is. You know, of course, anybody, Patrick Mahomes could ask to be traded. Like, it could happen. Is there a .0001% chance of that happening? Uh, yeah, of course, because Deshaun Watson's getting paid $45 million a year. He's got an incredible team. They could win two Super Bowls in a row easily. Very plausible. They're probably the favorites. Um, like, no, he's not going to. But, but and, and also, given the fact that Deshaun Watson is so frustrated with the situation in um, in Texas, that maybe he, he could request a trade. And obviously this yeah. one tweet and the way it was worded, based on the buzz in league circles, which is such a weird thing to say anyways, and that's what spurred all this. Now, just for the sake of, of fun, you know, we have an entire off season. We have months of 49ers talk. So... Although, if you're listening and you think the idea of Deshaun Watson being traded to the 49ers or the, the concept of him being traded at all is ridiculous, I've already said that I agree with you. But for the sake of we got a lot of time and we could talk about whatever the hell we want on the Striking Gold podcast, what's what we're going to do? We're going to talk about the idea of Deshaun Watson going somewhere else. Now, before we talk about Deshaun Watson on the 49ers, I think we should just talk about the whole situation of the the idea that the Texans would even trade Deshaun Watson. Because my first thing that I thought of was, is I understand that Deshaun Watson is frustrated with the situation. And I really need to start saying his name correctly. I feel like I'm like saying it a little weird. Deshaun Watson. Um, but the idea that the, the Texans could hire Nick Casario, I think that's how you say his name, Nick Casario, Nick Casario, from the Patriots. And his one of his, if not his very first move, or one of his first moves as a first-time GM 
would be trading Deshaun Watson. It's like, please, right. please fire me. I just got here, but please fire me. Like, you know, and I feel like part of the reason that they fired Bill O'Brien for other, there's obviously other factors there, is because he traded one of the league's best receivers for a bag of peanuts. Like, that shit gets you fired. So I don't yeah. even care if, if the, if, I don't even care if the Texans got three. Uh, let's just exaggerate. I don't even care if the Texans got four first-round picks, which is not outside the realm of reality for a quarterback that good, that young, in his prime, like could play that at that level for another ten years. Um, like you're still gonna get fired if yeah. you just traded Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's just I'm not. I don't want, like if, right. I'm, if I'm Houston, like he would really just have to force his his way out. Like, dude, I'm not trading you. Like we we've seen this before, where okay, it sounds good, right? Like in theory, and fans love draft picks, but unless you unless there's just no way, like okay, look at the Raiders situation with Khalil Mack. I'm pretty sure most people look at that and think, man, why would you trade him? Well, they they. They they kind of had to trade them. They didn't have the money, so that was a situation where it's like, all right, we don't have the money to pay them. And when I say money, I'm not talking about salary cap. I mean like the actual like income to the to the Raiders. You think these these teams are like, you know, making billions of dollars and stuff like that, and they have all this money available. The way it works is, from my understanding, when you go to sign somebody, whatever their guaranteed contract is, you have to show that you have those funds available. And they, you know, and Khalil Mack was going to get ninety or a hundred million dollar guaranteed or whatever. The Raiders have to show we have a hundred million dollars, and they don't have that. They didn't have that, <laughs> so they had to trade them. There was no way to sign them, so that's one, you know, unique situation there. So it's like, yeah, let's get all the draft capital we can get for him. Well, when you kind of look back on that trade now, you got all these draft picks and you know a couple first round picks and second round whatever you got. Did it? Did it did it benefit the Raiders at all? Like they still haven't made the playoffs since. So if I'm somebody and I have a franchise quarterback, you can offer me three first round draft picks. I don't want it because I have a, a, all I'm gonna do is try to use those to trade up for a quarterback that I don't even know is he even gonna be good. Like you know what I'm saying? Like obviously in theory we think these guys are you know really talented and they can become Deshaun Watson maybe, but. That is a big maybe because there's a lot of guys that flops. Like, I'm not one of these guys that think, like, oh, you can just draft one of these quarterbacks and they're just automatically going to be good. In theory, yeah. But in reality, no, it's not an automatic thing. So when I have the automatic thing, I have Deshaun Watson who just led the NFL in passing and, you know, had 33 touchdown passes and only seven picks and had a tremendous year. I'm not getting rid of that for no amount of draft picks. That's me if I'm Houston. Now, if he forces him way out to, his way out to where he's like, look, I'm not playing for you guys, then, you know, kind of like the Khalil Mack situation with the Raiders, your hands are kind of tied, and you just got to do what you, you know, get what you can get. Right, and and, that, and I think that is a good point, is because what 49ers fans particularly need to understand is, let's say that this con- situation just continues to progress. Now, I'll start by saying this. Uh, if Nick Casario's first job as GM is going to be, to fix the problem with Deshaun Watson. That's 
that's problem number one, and he already knows that. So that organization as a whole is already going to be doing everything in their power to make Deshaun Watson happy. And that doesn't necessarily mean bending to all of his demands, but there's definitely going to be plenty of sit-downs. As of right now, he's not even picking up the phone. So we'll see where that goes. But let's just say that this continues to progress. This is not going to be a short process, like Crocker just said. If if you're talking about a player of Deshaun Watson's caliber that's just been paid Deshaun Watson kind of money that all of a sudden decides that he no longer wants to play with the Texans, you're talking about an entire offseason of it progressing and being covered and being detailed by you know the, the Adam Schefters of the world and then it dragging into the offseason program. You know, Deshaun Watson did not show up for OTAs. Deshaun Watson did not show up for voluntary workouts. Deshaun Watson did not show up for the start of training camp. One one week into training camp, Deshaun Watson's still here. And I don't know at what point the team could start fighting him. I'm assuming that begins in training camp. Um, that's usually a decision made by the team. And if the relationship is beyond repair at that point, then sure, fines start tacking up. And then as you approach the regular season, you're talking about some serious, serious money for just straight up refusing to play um, under a contract like that. So this whole situation, if Deshaun Watson were to ever become available, it would take a long time. At least that's how I see it happening. Because the Texans would be comp- – or I'm going to step back one – you never know how inept somebody is. The Texans should be completely 100.000% opposed to trading Deshaun Watson. That is what their outlook should be. So right. they're just not going to do it. They're just going to refuse to do it, which depending on how the situation, that just could piss off Deshaun Watson even more. And uh, I believe you mentioned this, maybe it was on Twitter, um, about him having a, a no-trade clause. Which, yeah, Jimmy. Which, well, Jimmy has that too. Yeah, I thought I read that Watson has it too. Oh, does he? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I was talking about I Jimmy. I could be completely wrong. But even, it's not a huge part of the equation. All that, all a really a no-trade clause means is that the 49ers for Jimmy G or the Texans, if he does have one for uh, Deshaun Watson, is that they can't get traded to somebody that they don't want to get traded to. If they agree to it, then boom, you're out. You know, okay, cool. Yeah, I want to go there. Um. And so it's just, I mean, if the, if this situation, I would be absolutely floored, shocked beyond belief if Deshaun Watson just straight up requested a trade and then the next thing you heard was Texans are listening to offers. Like, right. I just do not expect it to go like that because in order for somebody to not get fired for trading Deshaun Watson, the Texans and every member of their staff going all the way up until the owner, obviously you can't fire the owner, have to show that they did everything possible in their power to keep Deshaun Watson. That's the only way somebody doesn't just get obliterated and never hired again. So it's just a crazy situation. Now, <laughs> you know what? Hold on. Before we get into the if they did decide to trade him, before we get into that and start relating it to the 49ers, let's get a quick word in um, that some of you guys might be very interested in because I know I see it all the time. Uh, A lot of podcasts are popping up, which more power to you. If you feel like you want to start a podcast, start a podcast. Bet on yourself. Start somewhere. Okay? Get started. Start doing it. That can never hurt you. But 
Sometimes, let's say you've been doing a podcast for a while and you're kind of just not getting the numbers you want to get, everybody might need help from time to time. And that's where Blue Wire Hustle comes along. It's a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here on the Blue Wire Network. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you're going to receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top producers, like Crocker and I, of course, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, you're also going to get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the other listening platforms. Best part is, you can get all of this for 15 bucks a month. That's the same rate that you're going to pay for just to host your site and the initial setup. So, on, on any other site. So, whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. So, acceptance is limited, so you got to get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Um, in the description box for this episode, you're going to find out more. Okay, But you got to go to bwhustle.com slash join. All right, so one of the other things I thought about, Crocker, that let's let's say that, li- like we were saying, that this situation just progressed to where there was actually trade talks going around the league. I really, really think the 49ers would have a hard time matching some of the draft capital of these other teams. Because you got, like, the Jets, who I believe have multiple first-round picks this year. Um, and could be in the quarterback market, one of those picks, which is number two overall, which is like, and if you know Trevor Lawrence is going number one, that's still just like, oh, like you have your pick of every other player except for Trevor Lawrence, assuming. And then you have like the Dolphins, who I think have a ridiculous amount of draft picks coming up, something like that. I don't know everybody's draft picks numbers, but – I do believe that if let's just turn into a, let's this just developed into a free for all of Deshaun Watson is available. Do we even think the 49ers would be able to keep up? Y- yeah, and the only reason why is because they the 49ers can also offer a starting level quarterback. So I I think that's the one thing that I don't want to say gives the 49ers an advantage. So you're but, saying that, that Jimmy Garoppolo would be a part of that trade? 100%. Okay. And he'd be going to the general manager that actually drafted him. Now, I don't know how much that means in the grand scheme of things with, you know, yeah, okay, I drafted you, but I didn't coach you. <laughs> and I don't have the coaches that did coach you and develop you. But it just helps in the sense of, all right, it buys you time. We got Jimmy Garoppolo. We got draft picks, right? Because 49ers still will have to give up 12. They still would have to give up maybe a first and second. Like, they still have to give up a lot. But, hey, we have draft picks. We have a contract with Garoppolo that we can get out of at any time. But still, right now, as we're in this transition and I'm starting over from scratch, I have somebody that's capable of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. So from that standpoint, I think that benefits the 49ers in comparison to other teams because, you know, other teams might not have a starting quarterback that they can offer. And where would that leave the Houston Texans? Oh, to draft a rookie? 
Maybe they don't want to draft a rookie this year. Or maybe they do want to trade for Jimmy and draft somebody in the mid-rounds or something like that. So, you know, um, I, I think, yeah, 49ers might not be able to match teams, you know, pick for pick. But when you add Jimmy Garoppolo into the equation, I think that definitely helps the 49ers out. If I'm Houston and he demands a trade and I can go get, a, you know, a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who I feel is a leader, who I feel can be a big part of kind of helping this transition in this rebuild because I'm a brand new GM with a brand new coach. I think that actually makes a lot of sense for them. Who Nick Casero would have a lot of experience with Jimmy Garoppolo also. And I know that from what I read, everybody in that new England building uh, loved Jimmy Garoppolo when he left. So, I mean, there's a little bit of a tie there where you, you could look into something like that. Now I, I will ask you this just to, just to keep fanning the flames here. Is there a player on the 49ers roster that you would not include in a trade for Deshaun Watson if they demanded it? They said, look, we are not even going to talk about this trade if it doesn't include blank. I would have a hard time trading Nick Bosa. But to me, you know, like I said, quarterback, and I've been saying it, there's no position that's more important than your quarterback. Right. So, you know, if I had to offer Nick Bosa, which I don't want to. I think he changes the whole defense. Dude is tremendous. Everybody probably loves him in the locker room. Like, I would not want to get rid of him. But if Houston was like, all right, we'll take Jimmy Bosa in a second, I would say, all right, where do I sign? Right. I mean, it's tough. And I know that there's probably some people out there that just like probably just drove their car off the road. Right. I um, would not want to do that. Like I would would not want to do that. But again, like I said, there is no more important position than a quarterback. It is the most important position. Like in the sense of uh, having um, consistent success, right? And you know, you need all these things together. Look at Houston. I mean, with as good as he. As good as Deshaun Watson has been, like, they haven't won much with him, but maybe that has to do with, you know, the head coach and, you know, maybe their lack of defense this year, um, you know. But, yeah, it's hard. It, that that would be hard to give up Bosa because I, I just think the world of him, but he'd be out of here. <laughs> he'd be gone, but later, later, Nick. Um yeah, it's just it's tough, man. I mean, you're. I mean, I don't think that necessarily. We saw how much fans freaked out at you and I when we when we brought up the idea of trading two first round picks and two second round picks to to move up in the draft and draft a quarterback. Which obviously that that's expensive. We get it. But when you're talking about trading for a fran bona fide franchise quarterback in his mid twenties, top ten quarterback in the league dynamic, mobile, loves to throw the deep ball, loves to make plays. I'm talking about one of the best quarterbacks in the league. you got to understand that if you're even contemplating this scenario, and again, I'm acknowledging that we are in, in the twilight zone here as far as what we're talking about. We know this is not – this is so far from reality. It's probably funny. But you're talking about trading for one of the most – one of the elite players in the league. The trade is not going to be pretty. You're not going to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, let's go. Like, it is going to hurt because the 49ers are going to give up a lot of draft capital and capital, and they're going to have to give up great a great player or two 
it's just that when you're trading, trying to trade for somebody like that, I mean, obviously Tom Brady is his own beast, but like we're talking about like trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers in his prime. Like, obviously I do think Aaron Rodgers in his prime is better than Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson is, is not far off of that level. Like, the way he plays the game. And you got to realize he's been doing this on the Texans with Bill O'Brien. Like, imagine if somebody like that steps into the 49ers building and Kyle Shanahan and him lock eyes. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, like even the Chiefs are like, damn. What do we do now? And, that, and that's the type of trade this is. It would change the NFL. It would change the NFL. So I think if you like, asked around the league, like, Hey, what's one team that you don't want him to go to? I think most people will probably say, keep him out of San Francisco. Keep him out of San Francisco. Keep him out of New Orleans. Everybody out there is saying, keep every good quarterback out of San Francisco. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo is a serviceable quarterback. And you know what's funny, too, is I went back and watched, and I don't want to branch off topic at all, but I went back and watched uh, the 49ers and Seahawks games from Week 17 last year to, to claim the division. And uh, obviously, like, we, we know what Jimmy is. He's up and down, whatever. But I was just watching that the highlights from that, and I was like, damn. Jimmy Garoppolo was so much better than what we've had to watch this season. Uh, he was good. I was, I was just like, like – what, four incompletions that game? And one was a, uh, a, a pass that he threw away, you know, like before the half. Or like two of them or something like that. Nah, he was on. He was dealing. Well, and it wasn't like – he wasn't just chucking it downfield. We know how the 49ers run that offense with, with Jimmy nice Garoppolo. Down the sideline. Right. Yeah, he did. He did. But it was just like – just the way – and it kind of just goes to what we've always said. Everybody, we all know that the offense is ten times better with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that offense is running anywhere near what it should be. Uh, it was just – I just hadn't gone back and watched Jimmy Garoppolo from last season in a while. And, um, you know, that was obviously a game where he was playing pretty good in. But it was just it was the contrast of watching that game versus what we've seen from Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard throughout the season. I was just like, God damn, like, this looks nice. But um, that's neither here nor there. So when you're talking about the 49ers even approaching the Texans for an offer, again, there's so many teams out there that need quarterbacks, that have draft capital, that may or may not have a quarterback to send back to the Texans. And the 49ers are going to have to outbid every single one of them. And that's tough to do. That's going to involve multiple first-round picks and one of the 49ers' best players. You know, like, if if, let's say these talks opened up right now, the Texans would be like, okay, we want – I mean, he's not even really theirs to trade right now. But it would be something like, we want two first-round picks and we want Fred Warner. Like. That's not even a crazy offer. Like, that's just where this would go. That's that's where this would go. I'm just telling you, that's where it would go. It would just be brutal stuff like that. Like Crocker already said, we want a first-round pick, Jimmy Garofalo and Nick Bosa. And you're just like, <laughs> like the air just leaves your body, you know? Like, But do you want I, – I mean, I, I think it stops at Jimmy. Like, Jimmy and – Draft picks. Like, I, I don't think they get ridiculous with, like, all right, and we want Nick Bosa, and we want, like, no, dude, like. But I just think that that helps them the most what is in the sense of, one, they get a lot of money off of their books, and really 49ers down the line. I don't think his cap hit 
for 2021 season is crazy, but after that it gets kind of kind of expensive. You talking about Jimmy? No, I'm talking about uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. So, but so when he does get expensive or whatever, the 49ers, I mean the uh, Houston Texans. Now you get that money off your books, all right? You you have money now, all right? You have somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're able to do with him as you please, right? Again, starting level quarterback. You can move off of him, his contract at any time unless you, you know, uh, extend him or whatever. You'll have multiple draft picks that you get from the 49ers that you can use to move around and maneuver the draft and get guys and stuff. But it just gives them kind of a clean slate with still some sort of upside. And I don't think that a lot of people offer that. You know what I'm saying? Like how many teams can offer a, a quarterback that recently was in the Super Bowl and plays well? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that nobody can really offer that. That's of any trade value. So, yeah, I think from, you know, that standpoint, I, I, I think it, it, it stops at Jimmy and picks. I don't think it gets ridiculous. But, uh Yeah. I don't know, man. Like you said, well, this is kind of some fantasy world stuff. Because it is. We don't know, it we is. Don't, we don't know. But, you know, just for, you know, podcast sake. But what I, what I, and what I would also pose, though, is, is kind of in relation to your, your – you talking about other teams that can't offer starter-level quarterbacks. But, like, uh, we might be underestimating just how many teams would be interested in Deshaun Watson, though. Like – you're talking about like maybe the Cleveland Browns are interested and they're like, no, 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 no. We'll send you Baker Mayfield. That'll be part of this. Like, you know what I mean? Like there could be teams like that that have oh, yeah. established, established quarterbacks. If you're talking about Deshaun Watson, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, nah, that would, that would make things a little more difficult. You know, if the Raiders are like, hey, we got Derek Carr. You can have Derek Carr. The Rams are like, here, you can have Jared Goff. Like, um, some of those contracts might not make sense because, I mean, I, I mean, but I think there would be a lot of teams. Like, the Titans are like, hey, we got Ryan Tannehill. We'll trade you him plus a first-round pick. And you're like, damn, like this. I'm just saying that if you're talking about Deshaun Watson, I'm thinking like 26 of 32 NFL teams are interested. You know, it, it's just like, because it's just that good, right? Or, or am I just allowing this to to infest my brain too much? I I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> it's not just the 49ers, that's for sure. I think teams like maybe Minnesota. Yeah. Um, definitely the Bears. Uh, the Saints, the Patriots, definitely the Saints. Um, yeah, those teams will be, they'll be interested. Broncos, Jets. I mean, fuck. What if the Lions were like, here we man have Matthew Stafford? Yeah. Now it would if if the if the Jets were like, you know what? We'll give you Don, Donald and the second overall pick. That would be hard to turn down. It would be. Man, the second overall pick, you're like, hey, we like Justin Fields. We like Zach Wilson. We I can would, get rid I of Deshaun Watson's $40 million cap number over the next three years and have a rookie quarterback. I mean, there, there's still an obvious downfall I, I in skill. I, I wouldn't do it. In, in this, not Sam Darnold and number two overall pick. Um, Sam Darnold, he's cheap this year. But next year it's a fifth year option, and it 
goes up kind of significantly, and then you kind of just have to figure out what you're going to do with him. I don't think that gives you that ultimate clean bill of slate that you would like. The two, second overall pick is definitely, you know, intriguing, and maybe you could use that to trade back or something, but I don't know. Right. It is, it's a little – I like the Jimmy Grobble because I feel like that's the safest. Like, that's safe. It's like, Jimmy, that's safe. He, he's solid. Um, 12th overall pick, nice. I can I can draft O-line, or I can draft a young receiver. I can draft Devontae Smith or Chase – or Jamar Chase or something, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then, okay, 49ers traded second as well. Like, you know, I can get – I, I just kind of like the thought of Jimmy Garoppolo more. Now, if you're talking about Baker Mayfield, who's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, I think at this point, then that's a little different. But again, that's somebody else that you're you're gonna have to decide right now: are you gonna resign or not? I think Jimmy is clearly not resigning them, most likely, right? Unless it's something that's really like team friendly. I think he's right. somebody that's just like a really nice bridge quarterback that puts you in a good position, you know. Well, and then you then and let's just say we 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 get even further even further into this fantasy world. And I know I kind of already mentioned it a little bit, but then you, I mean, you you could just laugh at the idea of of Kyle Shanahan having somebody like Deshaun Watson with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. It's like what the hell is that? And like that would be kind of like that'd be fucked up. It the Forty ers would instantly become Super Bowl. Th- favorites right along with the Chiefs like it would just it really would turn the 49ers into I mean with that kind of talent you're looking at an offense that could be better than the Chiefs it's just depends on how Kyle Shanahan factors into the scenario and and how everything clicks but it would it would be unbelievable but again that is kind of my point is that all of this is very 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 unbelievable it's just the, I mean, despite all their mistakes and and what they allowed Bill O'Brien to do, the the Texans are still an NFL football team, and they know what Deshaun Watson is, and they know what it would look like to trade Deshaun Watson, even if they got a ridiculous haul. It would be it. You could almost obviously, I'm I'm kind of exaggerating here, a little hyperbole. You could almost not come up with an offer that would still that would that would that would be good enough for the Texans to still not look stupid because you're still trading Deshaun Watson. So I don't know. I don't know. And I'm, and I'm looking at Twitter right now and people are just talking about it. Like it's like a normal thing, you know, like, well, Deshaun Watson was efficient in these areas and the 49ers like to do this. And it's just like, man, I mean, I understand we got nothing else to do, but it's, it's going to be rough to watch as, as all this is seriously considered, and hey, I don't want to squash anybody's hopes. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. You just got to understand that that you know it, it. It it's not that far off of like if for some reason the Packers were con- considering trading Aaron Rodgers like six years ago. Like it's like, why would anybody even have that discussion? Like, why are we talking about this? But. <laughs> It's the off season, man, and people need views, people need clicks, people need listens, people need need the numbers, and what better to generate some crazy ass shit than saying Deshaun Watson might be traded? And here we are eating it up like that Ezekiel Elliott gift. <laughs> you know what I mean? And here we are. Yeah. But 
I don't know, man. I, I mean, what did you you got anything else up in that cranium of yours that you want to say about the old Deshaun Watson madness? No, nah, man. I'm interested to see how it all plays out, man. And you know, if I'm Texas Texans, you know, I definitely want to smooth this over and figure out a way to make it work. And I'm just curious to see how exactly they go about doing that. He's somebody who's you know he's been big in the community of Houston. If I had a choice, hey, you want to play in Houston or you want to play in the Bay Area? I definitely would choose Houston. Um, also, with Texas having no uh, state taxes, so that helps you get keep more of your money on top of it being a cheaper place to live. So, you know, factoring all that in and and um, all the culture there in Houston, like, man, I don't want to go anywhere. So I'm pretty sure those are things he's going to think about. He's just a little frustrated right now. Right, yeah, and, and it, it'll, again, my I think there is a 99.9% chance that it gets smoothed over. The Texans will make whatever it's right. And they still have not hired a head coach. They have done their interviews, though. So, you know, it's not that necessarily it might not be the best business decision to just immediately kind of cave to the demands of, like, your quarterback like that. You know, it kind of creates a weird dynamic. But, again, if they've already had the conversation with Deshaun Watson that he should have been included in this process, then I can guarantee you they're kind of wanting to include him now. Um, because this is not good PR for them. So my bet is they have their conversations with them. They weigh the options at head coach. They allow Deshaun Watson to feel like part of the process, and then they make that decision and go from there and 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 try their best to smooth things over with their quarterback. Because you know the, the all they also before this season, like we said, traded away DeAndre Hopkins, and and yeah. and when they did that, I kind of was like, man. What is Deshaun Watson going to do without DeAndre Hopkins? And and he still made it work, which – and, you know, Will Fuller's no joke, but to me it, it still just elevated my opinion of Deshaun Watson even more. The fact that he was able to lose somebody like that and still lead the league in passing yards. Shout-out to Kyle Madsen of the Candlestick Chronicles, also a Blue Wire, who bet randomly at the start of the – no, not at the start of the season, like towards like two-thirds of the way through the season, put down a bet to that Deshaun Watson would finish the season leading the lead in receiving yards. And he was just trailing Patrick Mahomes. In Patrick Mahomes. Yards. What's up? In passing yards. You said receiving yards. Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, in passing yards. Um. He was trailing Patrick Mahomes all year, and then the Chiefs sat Patrick Mahomes in the last game, and Deshaun Watson passed him up, and uh, Kyle Madsen won the bet that he even forgot he placed. Wow. So, <laughs> now, it wasn't for a huge sum of money, but it's, that's still hella funny. So, But I think that about does it. I mean, again, I'm not trying to crush the conversation that you're going to have for however long this situation keeps going, but um, – you just got to be realistic about it and realize that what's at stake for, for the Texans. And, and you don't just let players like that walk out the building. It, it usually just, that would be, I don't even know what to equate that trade to and, and, and what's happened in, in brief recent NFL history that would, it would equate to Deshaun, somebody like Deshaun Watson being traded. So, um, and I guess enjoy it while it's out there. We don't got anything else to do. The 49ers season is over. Enjoy the playoffs. Um, enjoy the Super Bowl and enjoy the Deshaun Watson talk. But I mean, it is what it is for now. It's it's funny, cool to think about, but it's still very funny and pretty damn unbelievable. Croc, you got any closing thoughts, brother? Nah, man. All right. Hey, you know you know the deal. Striking Gold knows the deal. 
I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody for uh, helping make this pod what it is. And I just texted Croc the other day. Uh, I can't remember his name. I want to remember his name. The guy that sent us the picture of him listening to Striking Gold in his Chevy, I made a mention about flexing on us with the car play, and Crocker tried to get smart telling me it wasn't called car play, <laughs> and it was called car play. I sent him the screenshot, and he's like, damn. And then yeah, I said, um, I got in my car. I got in my car and turned my car on. And it popped up. It pops up on my phone first. It says CarPlay, and I said, "Ah, oh, damn, it is CarPlay." <laughs> well, and, and so my point was is, and, and I apologize for not remembering your name. Um, I think it's Jen, Junu, Jenu, Junu, somewhere in there. Um, just getting pictures like that, where it's just somebody going about their day on their commute, listening to Striking Gold. Like, I, obviously, we've been reporting this podcast for a long time. But seeing stuff like that, I immediately sent the picture to Crocker. I was like, man, I know this happens all the time, but this shit's cool. You know, and, and I really mean that. It is cool to have you guys listening to our podcast and helping uh, helping us make this thing into something great. So I appreciate you guys. But, hey, for another episode and for another week, this is Striking Gold, and we are signing out. Peace.